1: What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure... Uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer if they are. They'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state. Just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Find out more go to policyadvocate.com that'd be policyadvocate.com or call 888-904-2524. Onward we go with some the headlines.
0: It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron.
1: Hour number two, the Seminole Headlines. I'm just on ESPN Radio. We'll get to headline of questions momentarily. Virtual Orthodontics, sponsor of this hour, longtime sponsor of this hour, We're greatly appreciative of Dr. Birch, her entire staff and the process. Got to trust the process, guys, uh, that they go through over at Birch Orthodontics to make life easier on you and your children who might need braces. Uh, I know my oldest is going through it now. Pretty much painless. No big deal. Had a checkup recently. Clark just had a checkup recently. He's good to go. He's getting ready to be put into braces. Iris children went through it. His daughters, they got beautiful smiles. So, We're just telling you, you can trust us and you can trust Birch Orthodontics.
2: It's the the ride-or-die orthodontist of Tallahassee. Really, the ride-or-die orthodontist of uh, the free world. So, yeah, great customer service, great uh, care, great orthodontic work. And uh, their website is birchorthodontics.com. They'll do a free consultation, really assess the situation because every situation is not the same. And uh, you need to uh, visit them and and Dr. Birch. And uh, you might even get some FSU football talk while
3: you're there. Tell them uh, Corey sent you yeah when you walk in tell them cory clark sent you yeah yeah
1: yeah uh steve writes i ordered some registered sausage for the super bowl and it did not disappoint yay sausage there we go is it <laughs> he wrote that cory i know that. i know i know is it possible any of the young receivers can actually develop and get better or is that too much to ask for Do you think any <laughs> of these guys will make a significant impact this upcoming season Uh, Poitier, Young, Robinson, Williamson. Um, You know, I have to confess, guys, I know that Florida State has not had uh, a dearth of significant impact receivers in the last, say, 10 years. They've had a few guys that you go, wow, that guy's a playmaker. But in terms of receiver development, uh, that has been a bit of a problem. You've not seen guys who come in with a certain skill set get demonstrably better across the board with the receiving core. And this was a complaint um, you know, we, we go back to Jimbo's staff, and it's was a compl- it's it been an ongoing complaint. So, yeah, I'd love to see some guys take a step forward. I will say this. I thought the two biggest leaps
3: that we've seen um, since I've been covering Florida State at the receiver position from from 12 to 13 was Kenny Shaw and Kelvin Benjamin. Even Rashad Green, to a certain extent. Rashad Green wasn't great as a sophomore, uh, but he became great as a junior, and then Benjamin and Kenny Shaw became different players. Well, I wonder if it had anything to do with the guy throwing passes, and that helps a ton. It just does. Yeah. I don't know how many times Pokey Wilson was open coming right out of the break, and a quarterback didn't see him or didn't get it to him on time. I know that he dropped some, but I don't know that he—if it would have been thrown on time if he won that, if he won that one on one, or not. So I, I just—I'm I, really interested to see. We assume it's McKenzie Milton. But if it's not, it means Jordan Travis has grown leaps and bounds or Chubba Purdy has grown leaps and bounds as a quarterback to beat him out. So I want to see what that looks like. I want to see what these receivers look like with better quarterback play. Because I think it, it it that's that's not an insignificant part of being of making strides as a wide receiver.
2: Yeah, and no, I think I yeah, I think that's a fair point. Um the as far as individual guys, I mean, I I do think Pokey Wilson has potential to have a much bigger year than what he had. You'd like to see. I'd like to think that Keyshawn Helton now two years removed from the surgery. Maybe that was part of the reason he didn't really uh, develop the way we expected from his freshman year to his sophomore year coming off of that surgery. Um, and then, uh, you know, the Brian Robinson, who was one of the freshmen last year, seemed to be the one that they seemed most excited about, but he was always hurt. Um, so we'll see. And then they have the 3 Freshmen, two early enrollees that uh, Corey just wrote about up on our site at Warchant. And then uh, you got the Kansas transfer, Andrew Parchman, who's coming in this summer, who I think uh, has the potential to be a really nice player. So that group could look a lot different, especially, as Corey said, if they've got better quarterback play. And,
3: and they're going to have, because those guys get their year back, they're going to have six freshman wide receivers on this team. The three from last year and the three from this year. Yeah. you got to hope a couple of them can play immediately and, and are good.
1: Yeah, I think they could take a big step forward. Ball coming out on time is going to be a big deal. I think that was a good point, Corey. Sean writes, if you could be promised one win next year out of Notre Dame, Miami, or Florida, which one would it be and why? Well, you know, any given year, we're going to say, I mean, Florida State fans are going to say they want to beat Miami or beat Florida, first and foremost. They're our arch rival. But I think I get the gist of this question because we were just talking about it. It'd be really important to beat Notre Dame early. Uh, because you could create a momentum that hasn't existed around these parts in quite some time. And that would give you a chance. I know he says you're only going to get one win here, but you'd have a chance to win those other two. If you beat Notre Dame here, because I believe that team at at that point begins to gain confidence quickly.
2: Yeah. And it, and it could, I mean, again, it could carry over to, you know, where we think, you know, we think Florida state at home should be able to beat Louisville, um, especially if if they have improved in year two, but even out stretch it out to the North Carolina game. Like I'm not convinced, you know, Sam Howell is a very good quarterback and they've done a good job. Their Mac downs, Mac Brown's done a really good job there, but those running backs they lost were the best two running backs I saw in the conference. And they were in the same backfield and yeah. they had really good, they had really good skill at wide receiver. So we'll see if Sam Howell is the same guy without those weapons. Um, and so that game, I don't think is out of the reach, especially if you've gotten some sort of renewed confidence. So, from that standpoint, in the in, in the in the microcosm of a season, I feel like the Notre Dame game is the most important one to win, but I mean I can't I'm sure ninety-nine percent of fans would any year would prefer a Florida or Miami win.
3: I was gonna say it's it's gotta be Florida, right? I mean it'd well, be for me good for recruiting all right. to for me it's Miami. Right. It, yeah, but but Florida it's Dan Mullen. You get to beat oh, yeah. Dan Mullen. Yeah. Um and it's the last game of the season. It was show the it's the last game before signing day. It would show the recruits how much, how many strides you're making if they're on the fence. Plus, it's Florida. You've lost to them too many times in a row now. Miami, too, for that matter. Either
1: one. Yeah, Nate writes, uh, hey, champs and Corey, uh, we have roll it out there, Roy, but any nickname for Coach K who can't beat Miami um, right now. Yeah, so it's a bad year for for Duke, but I got to tell you, Nate, for as hard as I've been on roll it out there, Roy, uh, I noticed his sort of indifference building over time. Uh, Coach K, I can't I can't, I can't go in on Coach K. He's annoying. He's frustrating. It is inexplicable to look at them play this poorly, though. I will say, I mean, they've got nothing but great players. I don't know why they suck. They can't defend. They give up 50 points in the second half they, against North Carolina. What is going on?
2: They don't even bother to defend. No. Like, they've, they've changed their whole approach. They don't even get out on guys because they know they can't stop the dribble. I've never seen a Duke team try to defend like this. It's Um, weird.
1: I mean, it's really weird. What's going? Would it be like this
3: every season if they didn't have that stadium, indoor stadium? If they didn't have Cameron, is this what Duke would always look like? Do we now have we now ripped it back and seen? Oh, Coach K has been made by that atmosphere. No, that's all we can blame it on. That's all. That gives all the credit. No,
1: but it is bizarre though. I I mean, there is beyond COVID and beyond the lack of intense home court advantage, they they don't do anything like they used to do. Yeah. A, I don't understand. Like, is there just... Don't a you nice
3: think? In, again, up? it's it's this season. It's not. It, it's this season, and it's also the way they recruit. I mean, I don't think it's uh, yeah. uh, um, a coincidence that Kentucky is five and twelve in a season like this.
2: When you're are you are right, Ira. I'm just looking at. I saw something out of my window. I'm trying to see what's going on over there. You Sorry. No, no, it's a, it's. A, I'm just being a nosy neighbor. Oh, I just all right, cool. See I some I mean, people out.
3: Your oh, friend was, was talking. I mean, your yeah. friend was talking on a podcast. I, people I can multitask. To. I remember okay. you said, right. you,
2: I knew exactly where you were going. I was already framing my uh, follow-up comment because I, I know where you're going
3: and I like it. And now you're frozen on my screen, looking to the side. Yeah. So I'm going to take a picture of that. I can't wait to I can't <laughs> wait to share that. But anyway, my point was that uh, you know, when 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 you're going through this season with no crowd, it's I don't think it's coincidence that Kentucky and Duke are struggling so much, man. I mean, oh, I, you went.
2: You didn't go where I went. What? What? What's your point? you think because of the
3: crowds are that big of a deal? Oh yeah. I, I just think it's not the college of these guys. Most of them are only going to stay for one year. That's their whole, it's a one and done like the, they're good players. It's a one and done, but they will buy into a season when you feel that energy in that crowd. And there is a reason to get excited to play games in and, and you better be excited if you're going to play defense. And I just don't think, I just think it's hard to, to, to hit that, to push that button in front of zero people in Cameron indoor stadium.
2: I I mean I, I think that's part of it, but I think the bigger part is, and you know Jeff and I talked about this a little bit yesterday on his show, um, the the fact that young teams, two th- I think young teams are getting a double whammy because they didn't get anything in the off season like normal, um, and so they're they're they didn't get the preparation. Like one of the things that I, you know I remember talking to somebody on FSU staff years ago about Duke and why they're so successful even when they bring in freshmen, and it's because during the summer. All of these former players come back. It's like Miami football used to be. Like yeah. Duke Duke's former players all come back in the summer, and they basically get coached in K's system by like when coaches can't be out there, K can't be out there, but Jay Williams can be, or you know these you know Shire, all these guys who at the time maybe if they weren't on the staff they could be out there kind of running the 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 drills, running the the pickup games, and coaching those guys. So when they get to the season they've already kind of been taught all the basics and then they hit the ground running, especially in years like this, where the recent years where he's gone to so many just young players, it's a team of freshmen seemingly every year. So I think they're getting really hurt by that. Whereas a team like Florida state, you have so many older guys who could coach those guys during the summer that helped them. And then during a pause, I think it's, it's amplified again, because again, you've got older guys who, especially at a Florida state, this goes to your point, who are more bought in and more invested than at a program like that where they know they're only going to yeah. be there for one year.
3: Hey, so, let's just say what it is, Ira. Florida State has a better culture than Duke. Yes. Clearly.
1: There it is. And I would also like to say I find it rather enjoyable that Duke in North Carolina and Kansas and so in UCLA and so many of the other quote-unquote blue bloods find themselves outside the top 25, dreaming of being Florida State. Yeah. Hey, don't throw
3: North Carolina in there. Roll it out there. Roy's got them playing nice. Uh, It would have been nice if their two players didn't go party with the students without masks, and that's why the Miami game was shut down. Uh, Not that they caught it, but... Yeah. It's just a lack of
1: respect for Roy. Yeah. uh, Well, that's... (laughs) Seminal Headlines 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment.
0: Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio.
1: Michael writes I just want to say this to any elite headliner who's ever had someone try to kill the dream or tell them they'll never amount to anything. Blaine Gabbard is a Super Bowl champion. Anything is possible. Hashtag ring for that ass. Yes, Blaine Gabbard is he. Well, I didn't know he was on the Bucks. He's the, he's the backup
3: quarterback, baby. He's good the board first home. string backup? He's yeah. the number two quarterback? Yes, he is. Has there ever been a bigger disparity in NFL history between uh, two,
1: the starter and the backup? Well, who was that bum that backed up Peyton Manning for 20 years? Zerline or no, whoever the bum was from Wisconsin? Oh, yeah. No, uh, but he was, at
3: least he was an unknown. Like, we didn't know if he was any good because he never played. But The same thing with hit. uh, like he, Chase he Daniel, hurt. yeah, Dr- Drew Brees and Chase Daniel. Like he backed him up for a decade, but you didn't know if Chase Daniel could play. We know that Blaine Gabbert can't play.
1: Well, the one year that Peyton Manning got hurt and didn't play, they ended up having to start the bum from Wisconsin, and he went like two and fourteen, and then we knew. Then we well, <laughs> sure, yeah.
2: I would, I would love to know. Like, I that's the book that would be. I, I would read this book. Is like, what makes a backup quarterback like? Like for all those years when, like, Don Strzok with the Dolphins, nice, Corey, Corey that's a current reference for you.
3: Yeah, man, like, I love when you bring it new school. Ira. I don't, I don't understand
2: why these guys, like, why, why, is, why was Christian Ponder not a 15 year NFL backup? Like, Shane Matthews
1: was, but Christian Ponder wasn't. Like, what is it choice? Is probably it probably pride? Probably pride. Shane had none, you know, you got, you got, uh, yeah. I, th- I think our guys know when it's time to get out. They were thought to be better. They're not. No, I don't know. Yeah. You're right, Ira. I don't know.
2: It is, I just like what goes into the decision for why somebody – is it just like the guy that the coach likes? Like he likes being around this guy? Like uh, I don't understand how Blaine Gab- – you can't tell me Blaine Gabbert's one of the top 65 quarterbacks in, in, in the No chance. No yeah.
3: chance. And the same thing with EJ. Like, I, you know, EJ is a very smart guy. He wouldn't kill you. He's not going to win you any games, but he's not awful, awful. And the truth of the matter is, if your starting quarterback goes down, your season's a bust anyway, unless you have Nick Foles.
1: Remember, EJ went over to Oakland, ended up playing for the Raiders. Um, I I think it does come down to something you just mentioned, Ira. I do think it's choice. I I mean, that's a – I think at some point that probably is a huge blow when you thought you were going to be a starting quarterback in the league for a very long time, especially if you went in the first round. Um and then it doesn't happen, and you're just toting the you know, uh you're sitting around holding a holding the key, not a keyboard. Why do I want to say keyboard? Clipboard, clipboard, Christ almighty. Wow. Hey
3: man, these days though it's an iPad. It's an so iPad you're, you're right, right there. I'm you were close. An iPad has a
1: keyboard on it. Yeah, well, you know, we're getting old guys. It's it, it slips, it leaves you <laughs> I just use the Don Strock reference. Yeah. Uh Michael writes, uh, this is a different Michael. All right, gents, which comes first starting today? Brady winning another Super Bowl or Leonard Hamilton reaching the final four or Norvell officially achieving a winning season here, so at least seven wins, or Mike Martin Jr. reaching the final eight College World Series uh, or a Ooh. sport going through a full season without COVID postponements. Jesus, man,
2: that's a lot of options.
3: I, I feel I, like all that stuff, all that stuff could happen uh, yeah. in twenty twenty one or in twenty twenty two. I think all of it could.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to go through an entire season without COVID postponements starting this next year. I believe Norvell could have a seven win season. Mike Martin Jr. could easily get to the College World Series, and yes, Tom Brady and the Bucks will win another Super and Bowl. Just Leonard, start stopping these babies.
2: Leonard could go to the final four I and mean, Leonard's got the first chance. He's a, uh, he's yeah. up first. Yeah. He's yeah. on the clock.
1: Yeah. And now that the bucks have already done it, let's go Leonard Hamilton. Let's go, let's go. Let's hey. go. I've been waiting for this final four.
2: Is Brady like, do people, is there a theory on
1: when Brady's going to hang it up? No, he was asked about it after the game. And, you know, he has said many times that he wants to play until he's at least 45. If he feels good. Well, he's 43. So, you know, you've got another couple of years you know, it could be a situation where by the time he leaves, the Falcons could never catch the Bucks in our lifetime for any <laughs> meaningful number. Right. So I, I think that's. I mean, it's already getting dicey at two to nothing. Yeah. Um, but it's gonna it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be. What tough. are the odds,
3: my, What are the odds the Falcons? Say I live a normal life. I don't know what age expectancy is now. at Seventy eight in this country. I don't know if it's going up or down. Probably down after this last year if we do the averages. But overall, I would say, let's say I live to eighty. So I got I got uh, 49 more years to go. What are the odds that Florida the Florida State that the Falcons win a Super Bowl? Is there any chance at all? Yes. Do of you course. think do you think it's a certainty though? That no. No,
1: no okay. Cleveland no. shows it's not a
3: certainty. But, but that's Cleveland. The Falcons have been in two Super Bowls. They yeah. were up big in one, if you guys recall. Yeah. They've shown uh, an ability to put together a good team, a playoff team at least once every two or three years that we'll make the playoffs.
1: I had to give the Eugene Robinson story to my oldest son recently. We were talking about, uh, it was Eugene Robinson, man of the year with the hooker. Yeah, oh, yeah, he yeah, won yeah. the man of the year that night. That year. Yeah. And his wife was there in Miami with him, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was good, good choice. Um, but, but I, he asked me and Corey, I wanted to ask you because uh, I knew I was coming in here today and I couldn't remember this specifically, but is that the first play from scrimmage? The the touchdown? No. Against Eugene Robinson? No. Mm-hmm. It's like the second or third play from scrimmage.
3: I feel like it was very early on and it was well, like it's an like oh no. that's right the first series of the game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was the hey, first. Hey, man, the only thing
3: I remember about that Super Bowl is Tim Dwight taking a, a kickoff back to the house. That's the only thing anybody remembers of that Super Bowl. It's not John O.A. <laughs> or Terrell Davis. It's Tim Dwight's kick return, man.
1: So, yeah, was- I've, I've had
3: my team in two Super Bowls, which is as many as Jeff's had. Jeff's had. Yeah. just My team didn't win them. You no, know, not
1: only did my team win them, they won them going away
3: convincingly. Yeah,
1: Re- yeah resounding yeah, ass beatings 48 yeah. to 21 and 31 yeah. to
3: 9. Yeah, yeah, I remember.
1: Some teams make the most of it when they get there, like the
3: Marlins, man.
1: Yeah, there it is, that's what it is. You know, and, and if we win a third, I mean, my Christ, I mean, uh, it's uh,
3: I mean, you sh- you'll be the favorite, you know, if Brady's going to be good and your defense looks like that congratulations man proud of you and i'm an <laughs> nfc south fan first and foremost before i'm a falcons fan i have pride in the nfc south and i just hey, want to keep Ira, the trophy in here
1: Ira, yes. I like you can hear the growing bitterness you can hear it it's it's already on the surface it's right there we're not far away if the bucks are eight and one at some point next year we're gonna just be in the middle of a conversation and Corey's gonna go you know what <laughs> i wouldn't i think no it's not that bad but I, I i am like man you know what
3: what why so one man moving moving to a different part of the country changes the whole landscape of the of nfl football tampa fans didn't deserve that any more than atlanta fans did but you got tom now, brady
2: now we Deserves understand what wh- to do with it buddy now i understand why he was so bad for the first segment because he was just so bitter about
3: what happened over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, text, I didn't text Jeff congratulations. I just want everybody to know that.
1: Yeah, I, I was waiting. Right in the evening, I kept waiting. I was like, it's coming. At some point, I'm going to hear from Corey a call, some mm-hmm. sort of buddy. I, you know, I don't care about the Bucks, but I care about you. And I thought, I'd, I thought I'd call you to tell you that, you know, I know it means a lot to you, so congratulations. Hey, congratulations, man, for real
3: how oh,
1: that, that sound, note, Ira? On that note, we'll take a break. Seminal Headlines 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment.
0: Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio.
1: More headliner questions here in a moment. First, just let me say uh, that if you have not had an opportunity to check out Horizon's Bar and Grill, you're missing out. It's really good. I was just there again this week, and in fact, I reached out to Ira Chappelle while I was there on Saturday watching Duke in North Carolina. Enjoyed myself. It looked like they uh, had everything set up where you could be plenty spaced out and enjoy yourself. I was up at the bar, talked to Mike, uh, ordered a bunch of food to go for the entire family. We had some shrimp. We had the wings. I also had this um, really, really good grouper sandwich. Nice. Uh so everything went everything went uh swimmingly as as it's usually the case there at Horizon Bar and Grill. So great atmosphere, great food, good people right there, uh Bannerman Square. Go out and check it out. And Yay, soon, Horizons. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: And yeah, as it's uh starting to warm up a little bit in Tallahassee, we we'll able to get over there for those uh sit on the uh the patio. Yeah. Or the deck the deck as Corey likes to call it. Yeah. And uh till back of- <laughs> Corey's Corey's gonna be in town on Wednesday. I think uh I feel like we've got a, maybe a happy hour trip to Horizons coming up here. In the, in the, in I think, country. you know,
3: actually, Stephanie and I have already talked about it, that uh, we'll, cool. we'll, we'll be doing that either uh, Thursday or Friday. We're going to be doing a little happy hour action at, uh, at can Horizons.
1: I, can I get a heads up with that? I know you guys don't like to invite me to things, but I will show up if you let me know, because what? I'm going to tell you something right now. Here's a little breaking news on Seminole Headlines. I'm going to go ahead and take Thursday and Friday off this week, boys. Wow, because
2: I was just about to say, yeah, that sounds cool at all, Mr. 3 to 6, Monday yeah. to Friday. Yeah, no, how no, are you I,
1: gonna be? I'm going to take Thursday and Friday off because I feel like it, and that's what I'm going to do. And so I'll have time to meet uh, my dear friends over at Horizons Bar and Grill out on the patio for, uh, for a cold one.
3: Well, let's Go. set it up. I don't know if we want to get it all with our, uh, with our throng of fans. I don't yeah, know we if we want to tell people anybody what day, exactly it's when we're going to be, gonna so be so there.
1: Beautiful. There's so many autographs you can sign while you're trying Look, to... I'm order. just
3: out with my lady. I'm out with my lady and my friends. I don't need to be posing for pictures all night. I mean, that's disrespectful. Um, that's, that's a joke. If you want to take a picture with me, I will literally, in the middle of eating something, it'll be in my mouth, I'll stand up and take a picture with you.
2: With, with your um, mask on, though.
3: With my mask on, even though I'm outside. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I've only been there a couple times. To- only once, actually, since it started, because I've been up here so much. But I'm going to be in Tallahassee, and I'm going to be at Horizons. Because that's the place to be, Ira.
2: It's uh, Bannerman Crossing off Thomasville Road on the northeast side of town.
1: Roger writes hypothetical with this coming year's football team with just below average offensive line and a 99% KZ, a wood this coming year's football team, with just below average offensive line and a 99% KZ beat Memphis team of two seasons ago. He also ended the question with yay sausage. I would
3: say no because McKenzie barely beat that Memphis team of two years ago, right? or no, that he didn't play that year. Um, the last time he played Memphis was like that crazy three overtime game. uh I don't know I don't know I, I, think I mean
2: it's it, it's hard to predict it. I mean I, you know yeah, I mean we just, until we, till we see i mean I, I would say this: if Florida State plays defense the way they did the last couple of years, no, there's no yeah. chance.
1: That's correct, and everything about this season to me hinges on the defense. I just was so disgusted with everything I saw from that defense a year ago. I, I began to hate them personally, yeah. and that's just not a good thing. I really couldn't even watch them when they took the field. I was just like, "You sorry asses, You're sorry you sorry coach!" Turn your back to them. I it just I couldn't even watch them. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't deserve to wear the uniform.
2: Mm-hmm. What's crazy is, <laughs> and it's just I can see it now. There's gonna. There's a chance uh, it may not happen, but there's a chance they could have five guys from that defense drafted, and that's going to be ever
1: the, coordinated and put in the right position to make a play. Maybe. Well,
2: but then that's people are going to that's that's going to be the talking point. Is well, sh- dang, yeah. Fuller, you had five guys that got drafted. How did yes. you not?
3: Fair but point. I think is, that's a fair point.
2: That's a very that's, fair point. It's fair, but it's also like some of that has to go back on the players and how they produced. So I mean, you know, it's not like Adam Fuller prevented kendo and janaris robinson from making a play i mean it yeah that's not all on that's not that's not a defensive coordinator to make a defensive end beat his guy and make a play on the quarterback
1: robinson will get drafted because they'll love his body type and his hat and and they'll think he was probably playing out of position and they'll have a role for him kendo is an edge setter and nothing more um he, he has never gotten to the passer did he have one sack in his career Um, Yeah, I had four against
3: Delaware State. Oh, sorry
1: about the big Delaware State game, but I, I, yeah, that quarterback's
3: still having nightmares of Big Thirteen just (laughs) swarming them.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Arizona Noah wanted to know how many IPAs and Mick Ultras between the two of us, Corey and uh, and and me um, during the Super Bowl. uh, Corey, how many did you drink? Ultras. I mean, I wasn't
3: in a celebratory mood. I'll be honest with you. Um, (laughs) I was really upset with my man Mahomes. I will say, I probably had four ultras. I had to record that night. I had to do uh, another podcast that night, so wake up more chance. So I I had three or four. Nothing crazy. What a big Super Bowl party. I can't wait for another, go to another party.
2: Did you get filthy, Jeff? What was your night like?
1: No, Tom Lang did, uh, but I did not. And I only know Tom did because I saw a tweet at 3.30 in the morning or something. (laughs) But I... I, no, I was, was he tweeting music like you do? No, he wasn't. Oh. That would have been better. Um, <laughs> no, it was sort of um I I I I drank in celebration of yet another world championship in Tampa and a second Lombardi trophy, Corey. Champa but Bay I,
3: is what I call it, Ira. Champa Bay.
1: Yeah. catchy. Well, these days you kind of have to. Every damn I'm never, sport. I'm never
3: calling it Champa Bay.
1: No, but but I'll remind you. Yeah. Um and the thing of it is uh I celebrated, and then I immediately thought, we should win it next year. Let's go on to the next and get focused, guys. Let's get focused. Hey, are you, what, what are we
3: doing with the questions? Are you going back and forth between Twitter yeah. and
1: Facebook? Yes, sir. Right.
3: Hey, I wanted to say real quick, I tweeted it, and it's a legitimate question, but you only have 10 seconds to answer. Has Tom Brady ever heard the name Dale Mabry?
1: Yes. Li-
2: living down there, I'm sure he has. I mean, but does, a big... doesn't
3: he? He has to take a helicopter to practice and stuff, right? He, to his island. He's not. I, you think I, Tom Brady has ever driven down Dale Mabry? No yes. chance.
1: I'm going to tell you something right now. I watched him drive out with Clark from the facility after the game against the Vikings.
3: Oh, you weird psychopath.
1: Are you stalking him? No, we were going to the team store, which only opens after the game, and you've got to cross the path in the entryway oh, when the right. players come and go, so you can go to hell. I'm just letting you know right now, the man drove. Look, Tom, okay, Tom oh, but you
3: don't know that he drove on Dale Mabry because that's, that's a little.
1: No, but he went over to Davis Island where he has his massive mansion. He's driving around the streets of Tampa, yes. Look,
2: look, man, just because Maddie Ice didn't want to be seen in Atlanta doesn't mean <laughs> that every quarterback
1: – Tom Brady's pieces. a yeah yeah he's a man of the people he gets into the belly of the beast in Tampa he <laughs> yeah. loves that place well, now that now that would be interesting because there are places to the <laughs> oh beast I know in Tampa there are places yeah Michael writes watching the Chiefs I got serious FSU offensive line vibes now we know what Mahomes would have looked like reading the t- uh, play, <laughs> leading the 2018 2019 Seminoles can you recall another Super Bowl game that featured such poor offensive line play yes Carolina and Denver uh, hey and, hey. And, yeah.
2: yeah, the offensive line play was terrible. But also, going back to Corey's point about my man Andy Reid and his ten million dollars salary, which I think is what it is. How about how about coming up with some protection for my man? How about leaving some backs and tight ends in? How about running the ball? How about I mean, they acted like and again, Mahomes still even running for his life, still almost made maybe oh, yeah. the two greatest throws in the history of football.
3: Yeah. One hit off the guy's face, two hit off <laughs> guy's face mask as he's, he's falling down.
1: Yeah.
2: But but so I guess that's what you're thinking is he's gonna make a play. But man, you could not expose those tackles any more than they did. It was ridiculous. But
1: that poor uh, Rimmers character was the same tackle that got eaten alive by Von Miller when he played at Carolina. So that poor oh. bastard in two Super Bowls has had to go against Von Miller and Shaq Barrett and just got bent yeah. over both times. Man, don't run into that guy and ask him about what it's like to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> It he sucks. got but it's like, I'm the reason we lost both. Yeah. It's me and nobody else. I'm a loser.
3: <laughs> he's still got that AFC championship ring, though. That's a, that's that's a toughie,
1: and he's not a loser. That's just a tough matchup, and you're right. It would have been nice. He, he probably was looking over at Andy like, you want chip? Can we Can have this him over here, a little help? <laughs> I'm not winning this battle. I'm not suddenly going to get quicker feet.
2: Yeah, I don't know what do you think is going to happen on this third and 13. <laughs> I mean,
3: but Mahomes is going to be running right towards your face because <laughs> I'm not blocking
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Kevin writes, Tom Brady currently uh, – man, I don't do quarterback career wins. I, I get the question. He's asking about how many wins he'll retire with. He's at 230 right now. But quarterback wins is a silly stat, Kevin. Um, He wants to know, does he get to 250 or 260? Uh, and whether or not he'll retire as a buck or a Patriot. He'll retire as a buck. Uh, Is he going to go
2: in the hall as a buck?
1: No. no. I, I'm no. just kidding. I'm not that delusional. <laughs> Unless he wins four straight Super Bowls in Tampa, which, Corey, at that point, come yeah. on. I mean, why, on. Wouldn't yeah. why wouldn't he? Why uh, wouldn't he? Trip writes, Gentlemen, how much more productivity do you believe Milton can squeeze out of this offense as compared to the uh, montage of quarterbacks FSU has started over the last couple of years? Uh well yeah we are we, speculating seven wins right maybe think, this
2: year I think yeah I think seven is not out of the realm by any stretch um and I just think it's gonna be a if McKenzie Milton is healthy which all indications is he are, he are that he, he is. is that uh how long I mean, I hey, think, Ira
3: can I ask you a question how long you been knowing Mackenzie Milton Corey's Corey's <laughs> making fun of me. I, uh... He asked yesterday on a Zoom, Ira, who is the best speaker of anyone that I know, asked, um, uh, who was it? It was Farmer, right? Joshua Farmer, the freshman defensive end. He he asked him, hey, Joshua, how long have you been knowing Odell? <laughs>
1: The Miami them came out. Yeah, I know. No, it was no awesome. that was my,
3: That was the Thomasville in me. I was. Yeah, the pan. The, it was a panhandle in them All it was just all of it. He's just talking to another another panhandle kid from the panhandle. It was oh, awesome.
1: Man. How long have you been knowing? <laughs>
2: Corey, Corey, Corey texted me while we're doing the interview. He texted me, "How long have you been knowing Odell?" Yeah,
1: that was good. That's good. Zach writes, we all want Leonard Hamilton to coach forever. We all know he can't. When the time comes, who do you guys want to replace him? And why is the answer Dennis Gates?
2: And Gates is killing it at Cleveland State. I mean, it's ridiculous. And that Um, is the
1: answer probably. I got to
2: go. Look, man. I mean, we we all love Stan Jones, and he's put in the time. He He definitely needs to be considered. But 305, baby. I got to go with my guy see why? I mean, here's the thing. Unless, if they can figure out a way to get the dream team gates Stan, and CY wide all stay and and I don't know c- try coaches figure out a way <laughs> right but that formula in in and, and Steve Smith can stay on the staff he's on the staff now I just it's hard to pick I mean it's hard to pick out of that would group they all run so much
3: would they make a run at Andy infield no I think it's it's one of these guys No,
1: they don't need to make a run at Andy infield
3: no all right well he's done a nice job at USC yeah. and, I mean I, I think maybe USC pays what Florida State pays that would be you know, not that Florida State's a better program than USC, but he might view that more as a lateral move. I mean, I don't the,
2: know. the thing is, it's like you've got Stan. What Stan brings to that program is immeasurable. I mean, the development – some of the things we talk about, the, the development of the big men through the years, it's incredible. And then, you know, you see why and Gates, the recruiting, but then also the coaching and development as well. Um, I mean, it's just uh, – Leonard put together – an incredible staff that's been a big part of what they've been able to do, and uh, you'd hate to see that broken up. Yeah, um,
3: and, but let's let we we and I like Dennis Gates and he has done a great job. But let's pump the brakes because there's no guarantee that Cleveland State is all of a sudden now a, a perennial power in the Pioneer League.
2: They were the worst team in the league for. Years. I know,
3: but what what if they're... when Leonard retires, they're fifteen and fifteen?
2: Oh, I gotcha. You I know gotcha. what I'm
3: saying? Like, yes, if Leonard retired this year, Dennis would. That not only were they awful. This year, they gave up a 40-0 run. The <laughs> team they lost to out went on a 40 to nothing run against them back that, in November. Oh, it made Sports true. Center. It's incredible. And then now they're 14 and 1 in the league. It's been a, yeah, he's done a remarkable job.
1: A 40 to nothing run?
3: Yeah. I've
1: never even heard of that.
3: Yeah, it's, an, it's impossible. That's why I was on SportsCenter. I'm like, why am I watching Cleveland State highlights? Here we go, Dennis.
1: Yeah. Let's no. see. And then, oh,
3: no, now it's an 11-0 run. Now it's a 21-0, and it, it ended at 40.
1: Wow. We'll come back, wrap it up momentarily. Hold tight.
0: Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio.
1: Bob writes, good day, register sausage slingers. That's two, Corey. In honor of Mr. Deckerhoff's great career and recent award, what are your favorite greatest calls by him? Um, And then he wanted me to answer Buccaneer calls from the ever-popular JCS. Um, Well, mine are always going to be any of the national championships that Florida State's won.
2: Corey Uh, Corey brought up the one – on the Ward to Dunn play. What does he say at the end of it about the way Dunn's running? He, se-
1: he separates.
3: He
2: separates. Yeah, he, that was a good call. Which is
3: exactly what he did from whoever that safety was coming over Michael, the top.
2: Michael Gilmore, another not, panhandled guy.
3: Not quite the athlete that Ward Dunn was, it turns out. But I thought that was his best one, honestly. I mean, I just thought he did a good job with the punt ruski just because Musburger – I think is the one that thought it. the snap had actually sailed over the yeah. punter's head. Right. um right. But I just think if you listen to the Warwick Dunn call, the Ward to Dunn call, it's perfect. The, the yardage is perfect. The, the way he describes Dunn separating from the defense, going down the sideline, he's always excited. But it just, I, th- I think that's his best ever call. Let me ask you this. Uh, I, also I also like also... the snare one. The, the yeah. snare against Duke just was a, was a really good one. I know that's not football and that's not the question, but he was really good with that one too.
2: Going away from the question even further, let me ask you this. So at the end of that run, when done like high steps but like drags the, his toes as he's yeah. running into the end zone, at the height of your athleticism, I think Jeff probably could have done it. But, Corey, yeah. when, you were, when you were as athletic as you ever were, could you have done that without falling?
3: Oh, no, not at all. Man, and, and imagine <laughs> – and, and he's running really fast and then decides <laughs> to just start rubbing – you know, basically the top of his feet on the ground, like just
1: kind of strutting into the end zone. No. It was a very popular thing to do at the time. Players had started to do that. I remember it very specifically. I think you probably could do it. It, it doesn't, looks a lot harder. I'm trying to even try to do it in my head. Like what? What's the muscle that I tell to? No, you could. You could, and course, I could. No, you could do it. You could do it. Uh, he's he's one of the great athletes of all time. I'm not trying to say that. You know, he's not. You could do it. That's not that hard. We used to all try to copy it because we thought it was so cool. You you can do it. But I would I would also say this. That is my favorite memory, maybe of all time in general as a Florida State guy, because I was in the stands with my stepfather, who's a UF law grad, and I was sitting around nothing but gators. And I a have lot of
3: suck the, it being yelled. Oh,
1: yelled I've it. told the story many times. I embarrassed him. I stood up, pelvic thrusted, told everybody <laughs> to suck it. It was a thing of beauty. Uh, I was obnoxious in that moment. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a. It, uh, it's that's another how,
3: thing Warwick Dunn would do, too, is like he would do needless flips into the end zone. Like he'd get to the two and then dive, mm-hmm. you know, dive like people do, but be able to flip and stand yeah. right back up after he did it. It's like that's not – it's
1: not like even something – I mean, maybe he had a, a trampoline. How do you even practice stuff now, like I that? I do think – by the way, so you're picking up a good point because this also comes up with Tyree Kill who needfully got teased. How the- about – did Tony Romo and Jim Nance <laughs> lost their it, minds. It, it, like it
3: how dare you. The sanctity of this sport, and the great (laughs) gentleman that Tyreek Hill is,
1: how dare you taunt him? Yeah. So, first of all, they clearly didn't remember the first game where my man did a backflip and gave the deuces sign before he did it. Of course. And so that made me laugh right away. But secondly, it's Tyreek Hill, one of the great all-time POSs we've ever seen play a football game. Get the hell out of here with that. That And that was an awesome taunt by the way yeah it was great and it Ball was the, the, the
3: grill the yeah. play was over so it didn't count the game yeah. was over yeah so yeah just getting right up there and doing that was Andy awesome
1: got dominated yes. yeah so,
3: yeah, yeah, no, no. Er,
2: yeah everything about it was awesome everything hey real quick before we get back into questions i don't and I, I just feel like i need to seize this moment guys Corey, i have watched some some Recent television, some recent movies, some recent. I've got I've I've watched all of Ted Lasso. I watched Okay, good show, right? Incredible
3: show. It's great show. Great show. Have you watched it? No, I heard it's great. Unbelievable. Yeah. The the premise is so stupid, honestly, but he 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 comes off somehow as just this wise sage, (laughs) positive, so positive. It's just you don't see characters like that. It's really and he has a lot of pop culture references from our era that you'll get. It's, re- it's really, no, really good.
1: You don't have to sell me on it. Everybody told me yeah. that. I got a funny story for you in a second that happened to me on Saturday in Tallahassee involving actress Ira Finish. Go, and Ira.
2: Then, but I also watched the Tiger Woods documentary. Which, which is great. I don't know. I didn't really love it, to be honest what, with you. What, I, what, did, what didn't you I, like? I thought there were a lot of people. They ended up using a lot of people. Like I didn't need the National Enquirer guy. and I didn't need his opinion. The I liked the stuff with the, the first girlfriend was Im- important from telling the story from his development as a child. But then later, they've got her talking about him, his feelings as an adult. She hasn't talked to him in 20 years. Yeah, well, a lot after
3: the arrest, after the yeah. arrest she's talking about, because he said he was driving to Orange County. Yeah. And she, no, she took it as like, yeah. She took it as like he was driving to her or something. Oh, yeah. there's... Yeah, it was really well, odd to get her opinion on that.
2: There was just... So that, that part bothered me. And then, you know, just some people... They Because he couldn't... He wouldn't talk to them. They had so many people... Trying to tell us what was in his mind in different situations that bothered me. I just thought it cheapened it. But there was some, you know, there was a lot of good stuff. The historical stuff was good.
1: Yeah, I thought the Stevie Williams stuff was fantastic. Yes. He was with him every step of the way, and you get yeah. a real sense of his mindset. I also thought the older African American gentleman who grew up with him. In, he was. In- he, he, was he, was my
2: favorite, he was my favorite guy in the whole thing. Yeah, like the clu- in, the,
1: in the club
3: pro that yeah. used to cavort with women with yeah, Earl Woods. Like I thought I got, he that, that was. He
1: still feels guilty to this day. Yeah. You can tell he felt terrible. When he looked at the camera and said, I'm sorry, champ. Like he <laughs> that's yeah. brutal. He knows damn well that he helped screw Tiger Woods up along with his dad. His All dad right, give us three questions. Up? Uh his no, dad was
3: something. You yeah. got Jeff's got a story real quick first. Uh, Jeff doesn't tell quick stories. Yeah,
1: I'm, walking, I'm walking into uh A local coffee house on Saturday. This is a a story about being old. There's a woman. I'm walking into this place to get a bag of coffee to go. There's a girl behind the counter. She's all giddy trying to take a picture with this tall dude and this other woman. I don't know what's going on, but there seems to be a buzz in the air. I kind of take a step back. It's raining outside. I'm kind of confused what's going on. I'm just there to get coffee. It's normally quiet. She takes the picture, the two people walk out. The gentleman walks out, he's six foot four, spiky hair, tattoos everywhere, but I don't know who he is. The woman looks like a model, admittedly, but I don't know who she is. This other dude walks up, he's like, can you believe that? And then I'm sitting here like, who the hell are these people? So very like an old man, I go to get my coffee and I say to her, "Uh, forgive me, who the hell were those two people? And she goes, that's Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. And I've never heard of either one of those people. You've so heard of no, Megan Fox. Never heard of her. I have no idea who she is. So you know why they're here? They're shooting a movie in Thomasville. Thomasville, Georgia. I, yeah. Yeah. So I found out that the real star, Kevin Bacon, is over in Thomasville, who they're shooting the movie around. <laughs> That's our guy. That's, That's our, our guy's, guy's guy. Kevin Bacon. Who the hell's ever heard of Machine Gun Kelly? So then I pulled, <laughs> I pulled him up, and he is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Like nobody <laughs> should listen to that guy's music. That's <laughs> music you'll ever hear. Yeah. So. I was stunned by it. I was like, okay, good. I'm glad I don't know who that is. I'd be embarrassed to know who that is. And then Megan Fox, I found out, was famous because she's in the Transformer movies. Yeah. What? Who the hell watches Transformer movies? So I, I didn't feel bad again. Well, so, a lot of
3: people. Admit, you know, a lot of people watch those Transformer movies. Do very-
2: you, you think there's a reason that's all they make in Hollywood now is those kinds of movies? <laughs>
3: yeah. Megan.
1: Good Lord. it's. Yeah, that's
3: cool. They're in Thomasville. Hey, so the next time you go on one of your Twitter feeds where you're just, you're suggesting music that you're listening to, yeah, Gun
1: throw Gun. in a Machine
3: Gun Kelly song in there.
1: <laughs> hey, have you guys listened to him?
3: No, of course not.
1: Uh, but I, that would be a good
3: tip, tip of the cap to the headliners that are still listening to this show, oh if to, I do, to throw in a Machine Gun Kelly song.
1: I did go, I, I did feel pretty good. I got home. I asked my wife if she knew who they were. She's like, no, I think I've heard of Megan Fox, but I've never heard of Machine Gun Kelly. And then I said, I said, well, I was just standing next to both of them. And then secondly, I said to my two boys, have you heard of both of them? They had. But Bryce looks up and he goes, Machine Gun Kelly is trash, dad. And I was like, <laughs> okay, all right. that's." <laughs> feel the, good the great, about
2: that. My favorite part of you tweeting music like in the evening when you've tilted back a couple is yeah. that it's like when you were a kid, if your parents drunk, if your parents were yeah. drinkers at yeah. all, and you got home and you're like, oh, okay, it's going to be one of those nights. They're tilting back a few. They're playing Al Green. The whole fan base like see, sees Jeff, and I'll get texts from buddies. We're like, "Oh, like, we uh, Jeff's just getting in. Jeff's yeah, be, yeah, it's gonna well, be one I of those like, nights."
1: I like that it's a signifier because I'm like, "Come on, boys, here we yeah. go!" To here the go the party. But, but the other thing is, by the way, now I can't do what I used to do, which is I would frequently because people would say, "Tweet out whatever you're listening to new music." Now, if I do it, even if it's noon on a Wednesday, people are like drunk ass Cameron because yeah, I right. can't. They won't believe that you I'm sorry. you got to so start prepared. at 9 o'clock.
3: <laughs> yeah, don't be sending that stuff out at 5.15 or 2.
1: Yeah, but like if I throw one out at 6 p.m. and I'm not drinking, which does happen, people are like, okay, here we go. I'm like, yeah. what the hell, man? I can just tweet out a new song. <laughs> <laughs>
2: sure. Only only if it's Machine Gun Kelly.
1: Oh, well, from here on out, it's nothing but Machine Gun Kelly. And <laughs> so the greatness for Iris DeFell and Clark. I'm Jeff Cameron. Thanks for listening. Be well, everybody.
0: Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee
1: Sports Monster.